0: This is the Everyday AI Show, the everyday podcast where we simplify AI and bring its power to your fingertips. Listen daily for practical advice to boost your career, business, and everyday life. Yes, AI is probably going to take your job. All right, so this is the 50th episode of Everyday AI. Thank you for joining me. Uh, on this fun day. So before we get into 50 facts, opinions, and hot takes on the state of AI, first let's talk AI news. So as a reminder, if you're joining us for the first time, this is a daily live stream podcast and free newsletter helping everyday people keep up with what's going on in the world of AI. So let's quickly talk about the AI news and then get into some hot takes. All right, let's get after it. So first, uh, Gizmodo uh, just talked about that they are starting to use generative AI and obviously the staff are mad. So uh, Gizmodo is a popular tech blog and they're following in the footsteps of other media publishers such as BuzzFeed and others who are starting to uh, use generative AI uh, in kind of in place of human writers. So let's see how that uh, plays out. Uh, second news story of the day. So, a new New York law is going into effect that is requiring companies. To disclose or just in some cases, not even use AI when it comes to hiring. So uh, many companies have been using AI in hiring. We actually talked about that uh, even on the show on Friday. But this new New York law is one of the first in the US that is kind of requiring this level of disclosure, or in some cases, not even allowing AI to be used in hiring. All right. So third story of the day before we get into some hot takes. Uh, So there is a global Chips race going on. So, what does that even mean? Well, the EU and Japan right now are looking to partner on AI and chips. So, this is coming right after uh, the United States late last week talked about possibly cutting off uh, chip exports to China. So, we're going to get into that. But, you know, we talk a lot about chips on this show and why and how does it affect the everyday person? Well, right now, whether we understand it or not, Chips and and producing these GPU chips for generative AI. So all of these large language uh, large language models and all of these AI tools that you use, they require a lot of computing power, and that's these GPU chips. And we're going to get into this, but that's one of the biggest things that's driving the U.S. economy right now. So that's the news. Let's get into some hot takes. So if you are joining us live, uh, we have a couple couple people already. Uh, feel free to drop a comment. Is AI going to take all of our jobs? Uh, Should AI be used in education? Is AI running the US stock market? Uh, Let's see. So thank you for for those of you uh, already joining us. uh, Valerino uh, saying, let's go. Thank you. Uh, Rastafah, good morning. Happy holidays. Yes. Uh, In the US, we kind of have an extended long weekend here. So uh, with the 4th of July coming up tomorrow, but uh we're bringing you the hot takes today so without further ado let's let's get into it let's go into 50 facts opinions and hot takes on the state of ai so if at any time you have a comment drop it otherwise i'm going to go fast and furious so the reason i'm doing this is i think that so many people have a misunderstanding of AI and what's happening. Uh, so this is this is both uh, half history, half hot takes. So uh let's let's get after it. So before we do as a reminder, go to your everydayai.com. Uh sign up for our free daily newsletter, uh check out uh you, you know you're probably either listening to this on a podcast or live stream right now. Um so make sure you do that. All right, let's start at the top. AI will probably take your job or someone close to you. So if you remember that first day in college where a professor says, look to your left, look to your right. One of these people will not be here at the end of four years or whatever that saying is. It's kind of going to be the same with, with AI and jobs. I'm putting that out there. Um, I want to be real with with the audience. Uh, AI is probably coming for a lot of sectors, a lot of jobs. You know, it's, um, yeah, that's, that's the facts. So more on that in a bit. Uh, so Even Goldman Sachs, so one of the leading financial institutions in the world, uh, and we've talked about this on the show before, they predicted 300 million jobs will be lost or impacted by AI, all right? So uh, when I talk about these things on the show, I'm not just making them up. Uh, I've experienced the power of generative AI for multiple years and what it can do, Um, and there is just a huge misunderstanding of what it's capable of. So uh, Goldman Sachs uh, you know, even said it right there, uh, 300 million jobs could be lost or impacted by AI. Uh, thank you again, Audrey, joining the show. Uh, yes, GPUs are running the show. All right, more hot takes. Let's go. Or actually more history. So more than half of all AI-related updates you read on social media are probably wrong. Uh, it's it's very popular on social media to say this thing that uh, AI won't replace your job. Someone using AI will. Um That's wrong. (laughs) Um, That's just something that people say to make you feel good. Uh, So let's actually talk about first what is AI? So it's essentially when a computer can start to do something that only a human brain can do. All right. So we're getting into history, but it's not new. AI has actually been around since the 1950s. So, quick, quick, uh, quick lesson here. So, there's the Turing test. So, this was the first test to actually measure artificial intelligence. So this was a test literally in 1950 that was created, um, that established this is what artificial intelligence is. And then we have the full first functioning AI lab in 1959. Why am I telling you all these boring facts? I actually think it's fascinating, if I'm being honest, uh, if you don't know anything about AI to think, oh, it's been around since 1950. And there was an AI lab in 1959 at MIT. Um, it's it's very interesting, but it's also telling um when we talked about the recent pace and I'd say the avalanche uh of attention toward AI. Also, here's here's a fun one. Uh, and if you're in the comments, let me know if you knew this or not. Um, so ChatGPT wasn't the first AI chatbot. I'll take a 10-second coffee break here. Does anyone know the name of the first chatbot? Uh Kevin, it's not Kevin, but Kevin, thank you for the comment. Appreciate someone speaking the truth. That's what what I'm here for. All right. First chatbot was Eliza. So it simulated a psychotherapist, and this was in 1965. So uh, if we think that ChatGPT was impressive in 2022 when it debuted, imagine being alive in 1965 um, and and seeing a chatbot more or less uh, simulating A psychotherapist. Yes, uh, Kevin. Kevin actually – there is a little uh, delay there, but I think Kevin actually uh, probably got Eliza before I said it. All right, fact 40 uh ai is, has been widely used in business since the 1980s so it wasn't just a lab project right so uh in the 1980s we had what was called the expert systems boom and and this is essentially when all different types of specialized ai was being used in business so um you know financial uh planning was a big one healthcare all over the spectrum so um ai even in business isn't new it wasn't just something that was being cooked up at an mit lab so that begs the question: Why is AI driving the stock market? Why is AI in every headline? Why is that you know so prevalent now? If it's been around since the '50s, if businesses have been using it since the 1980s, um, and and here's even a, another you know big one. Um, even since the you know for 15 years, we've been having big companies making headlines using. AI. So, you know, IBM was beating world-class chess champions. We had self-driving cars showing off the capabilities, but it wasn't really until, uh, the 2010s and, and something called deep learning. So that's, um, I can't accurately describe deep learning in, you know, less than an hour, but let's just say it's, it's when you can teach a computer model to think more like a human and train it on a data set. But it wasn't until deep learning came along that really opened up the door for how AI is used today. And I'm going to say that there's three big reasons for mass adoption, right now. So before uh, before I talk about those, uh, shout out uh, Leonard. Thank you for joining the show. Uh, make sure if if uh, if you're listening to this on the podcast, click the uh, the LinkedIn post. It'll bring you there. Check out some amazing work that people. A lot of the people in the comments uh, every day here on the Everyday AI Show are out there creating AI. You, you know, Leonard's uh, really pushing some boundaries. Love it, um, Aman uh, you know, holding it down as well. So, uh, thank you guys for joining us on the show. And please, if you're listening on the podcast, uh, join us live 7 30 AM central standard time. So let's get back 35. We're going to go fast. I, I promise this isn't going to be a, a, an hour long podcast, but let's talk to three big reasons now that this AI thing that's been floating around for 70 years, why it is at the top of our minds. Now three big reasons for mass adoption. This is the reason affordable computing you know so when we talk about these expert booms in the 1980s and even when we talk you know in the early 2010s computing was expensive to be able to produce the power needed to have ai have applicable uh, applicable use cases in our everyday life it was just too expensive so a big thing now is affordable computing accessibility is another one right you used to have to literally almost be a computer scientist to understand or use AI up until probably about 10 years ago. Um, it's not like that anymore. AI is very accessible. It's as easy as using a search engine, right? Um, all right, so let' let's keep going. The last one is quality. Uh, we'll probably share about this in the, in the newsletter today, so make sure you sign up youreverydayai.com. Um, but the quality of generative AI, especially, you know, mid journey is a very popular text to image, obviously chat GPT, or the GPT technology is very popular in content creation and, and so many other things. But when you look at the first iterations of even just these two, um, and to look at as an example, you know, mid journey from, you know, version three to now where we are, I think version 5.2, you can't You can't even fathom how far the technologies, these technologies have come and how much they've improved in the last six to nine months. That is why we are talking about them so much because the GPT technology is able to create writing better than the best human writers. The, sorry, um, I've been getting paid to write for 20 years and uh, GPT is better than me at writing. Uh, I'll just say that Um, same thing with image generation. What you can create in a in a tool like Midjourney, in a tool like Dali, stable diffusion, all these generative text-to-image technologies, mind-blowing. It would take a an artist or a photographer, you know, many hours, sometimes days to create what you can create in seconds using generative AI. Um all right. So, uh, Dr. Dr. Castro is saying crazy that only 20% of people have heard of Midjourney. Yeah. It's it's actually wild how <laughs> how few people even outside of ChatGPT, how few people are aware of just generative AI and this technology. So, um yes, it's it's crazy and especially how prevalent it is. Uh so so again, those three things that I think are really pushing AI. So, you know, from 1950s Until, hey, why are we only talking about it in 2022 and beyond? It is those three things. It's more affordable, it's more accessible, and the quality is better. All right, let's keep going. Uh, So hot take slash history lesson 31. Uh, The biggest breakthroughs, like we talked about uh, recently, are in generative AI and large language models. So again, what's a large language model? But that's essentially what GPT is. It's, It's a data set trained on uh i'll have to look up how many parameters but it's trained on just the entire internet uh you know so there are let's see here uh i think 170 trillion parameters that gpt is trained on so think if something existed on the internet uh before september 2021 there's a good chance that large language models like gpt4 understand it and can use it so that's another reason why ai is uh, kind of more booming now Again, this stuff has been around for decades, all right? Like we talked about, GPT-3, I think, was kind of the start of this. So I think that most people hadn't heard or used uh, the the, the everyday person really didn't start hearing about AI until ChatGPT, which was released in 2022, uh, I believe, November. Here's the thing. I've been using this GPT technology essentially since it came out. I think it was late 2020. You know, you had tools like um, some early tools we were using, Headline. Um, there was uh, Copy AI. There was WriteSonic, Jasper Jarvis. So, so many uh, uh, initial tools that started this GPT had been around for multiple years. So, you know, something that we we talk about in our free PPP training I know I owe a couple of you a links, but uh, if you want access to that training, we don't sell anything. Just type PPP in the comments. I'll shoot it over to you. Uh, but that's one of the things we talk about is this technology has been around for so long. Um, and it's, um, it's just being misused. People don't really fully understand how to use the technology. We're going to go through fast. We're going to go through fast. So uh, this, again, we talked about that this tech was popularized by the GPT-3 products. Um, all right. so. That's it for the history. Drop me a comment. Did anything in the history lesson shock you? And thank you for all of you that are tuning in. If you're listening on the podcast, this is where I should have a little ad. But instead, I'm going to take a sip of water. All right. And we're going to transition from history to hot takes. So we're halfway through. Here we go. Hot take 26 or hot take one. AI is 100% better than your tasks than you are. Okay. I'm not saying your job, but your tasks. Okay. I I, I share about this all the time. I've spent more than 10,000 hours writing. I've probably spent, you know, 4,000 hours taking photos and videos, you know, thousands of hours researching design. AI is better than those tasks than me. If you know how to use it correctly, if you're using the right application at the right time, I'm sorry. If you're listening to this, if you break down your tasks, if there is an AI that is covering those skills, which there probably is, it is better than those tasks than you. All right. Simple as that. 25. The biggest lie about AI right now, we kind of talked about this, is saying uh, AI won't take your job, someone using AI will. That's a lie. Um, <laughs> you know, kind of how I started the show with, with the example of look to your left, look to your right. One of these people, will not have their job soon because of AI. Um, AI is not a one-to-one job replacement. That's what people are talking about. That's not how AI works. Um, you know, I've, I've given this example before, but for those of you maybe new to the show, uh, you know, I have a, a company called Accelerant Agency. So we do digital strategy for small businesses. One of my first clients, this is before GPT technology, um, we were content strategists and, you know, just all around working with a team of more than 20 writers, very talented writers. Um, and we were driving their content strategy, SEO, all that good stuff. So there was more than 20 humans involved. If we had the GPT technology, we could have gotten probably as much or more for the client. If this technology existed and we would have only needed four people and we probably would have been able to double the output. So AI is not a one-to-one replacement. And I'm not just talking about copywriting, researching, art, and design. This goes all over the place. A to a, uh, AI is not one-to-one. Uh, let's keep going with the hot takes. Uh, yes. Uh, Leonard says AI is a, jo- is a job like a computer. It should be. Uh, yes. Thank you for your comments so far, guys. Keep them coming. If, if, if you don't agree with with one of my hot takes, let me know. Let's talk about it. All right. Hot take: ChatGPT is making us all dumb. <laughs> all right, I'll say it. Uh, it is because it is so smart. It is, I think, making us all dumb. If you are using ChatGPT to this its fullest extent, you know, which which I am. A lot of times, I start my day with you know giving ChatGPT ten YouTube videos, a bunch of PDFs, a bunch of links, and saying, "Summarize all this for me." Right. So even how how I'm using it, I'm ingesting way more information but i don't know if i'm learning it at the level that i should be so i think chad gpt either is making us all dumb or will um so that's just something to keep in mind that we still have to be um, adamant about how we learn and how we ingest information because ai is making it so much easier um so rastafat says i disagree you have to get smarter to engage Yes, it it all depends on how you're using uh, the technology, but it does have the capability to make us all dumb. Um, And and I haven't got into hot takes yet on AI and education. So next, knowing ChatGPT will become an essential job skill, okay? Hey, this is Jordan, the host of everyday AI I've spent more than a thousand hours inside chat GPT and I'm sharing all of my secrets in our free prime prompt polish chat GPT course that's only available to loyal listeners like you here's what Lindy who works as an educational consultant said about the PPP course I couldn't figure out why I wasn't getting the results from chat GPT that I needed and wanted and after taking the PPP course I now realized that I was not priming correctly so I will be heading back into ChatGPT right now to practice my priming, prompting, and polishing. Everyone's prompting wrong, and the PPP course fixes that. If you want access, go to podppp.com. Again, that's podppp.com. Sign up for the free course and start putting ChatGPT to work for you. Essential. I'm going to say by 2024. If you don't have a working knowledge of ChatGPT, it may be hard for you to get a job. Um, You know, let's just say, again, I know there's outliers, right? Um, Jobs where, you know, ChatGPT, you know, if you're doing manual labor, but if you have a desk job and if you don't know how to speak GPT by 2024, I think it's going to be hard for you to maybe get a job or grow in your career. It's literally like using the internet, but more important. Um, So if you don't know, you need to know. All right. Uh, Let's keep it with the hot takes. Mostly everyone uses ChatGPT like Google, and that's wrong. You're not using ChatGPT correctly. Copy and paste prompting is mostly garbage. Yes, all of those posts you see on social media, these 22 prompts will save you 16 hours a day. They're just trying to sell you something. Um, those copy and paste prompts are mostly garbage compared to if you were using chat GPT correctly, how it was made to be used. So it's something we talk about in our PPP course. So drop PPP right now in the comments, I'll send it to you. I know I owe it to a couple of you, but you need to use chat GPT is like an assistant. It's like an employee. You don't just copy and paste something. You train them up and you give them the tools and the resources, and then they will perform accordingly. Let's keep it uh, – well, I just said that. You don't know how to use ChatGPT. Let's, let's – we don't even need to talk about that. Um, all right, next hot take. Generative AI is the most disruptive technology since the internet. <laughs> and it may become even more disruptive, uh, I think. When the internet came out, it's obviously groundbreaking, right? I remember having to read multiple encyclopedias to find the answer to one question. So the internet obviously brings the world of information to our fingertips. ChatGPT allows us to process information like a supercomputer because that is what it is. So let's keep it going with the hot takes. Not spending $20 on ChatGPT Plus is a waste of your money. How does that even make sense? Not only is that a waste of your time, it's a waste of your money. Um, The difference, I, I say this all the time, the difference between the free version of ChatGPT and the paid version The free version is a flip phone. The Paid version is the newest iPhone. It's the next iPhone or the next smartphone. Um, Yes, they can both make calls, but one is not comparable to the other. So if you are not, I'm not paid by ChatGPT, right? But if you are not using the paid version, you are wasting your time. Uh, 15, here we go. The top 15 hot takes. Uh, Almost every high school and above student is using ChatGPT. Uh, Parents, if you think your kids aren't using it, they are um teachers professors if if you think you're banning it you're not um all students are using it period uh another one hot take here we go higher ed in the US is dropping the ball on AI and chat gpt you know it's i don't know why you know there's there's the famous uh story of the you know university of texas professor that failed everyone because he said oh you're all using it and i asked chat gpt if this text was uh, chat GPT, number one, that's not how it works. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that here in a second, but number two, higher education should be encouraging, almost requiring, requiring it. Uh, that's, that's what I, next hot take chat GPT, uh, BARD, et cetera, should be required in school, right? I talk about this. If I was teaching a class, we would have a 10, 20 page paper due every single day about a different topic. Because that forces you how to learn and how to use ChatGPT, right? Um, so that's just, that's just the reality. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you're in, you're in academia and uh, you don't agree with me, but that's the reality. Students are using it. We should be encouraging them. Um, all right. Speaking of, hot take 12. We only got 11 more. AI content detectors do not consistently work. They don't. They are, I mean, there are some that work better than others. Uh, our team spent a couple months ago, we spent a full day putting every single content detector out there to the test. Um, we'll define to find that. Maybe we'll share about it, but they don't work. All all these content detectors do is they look for um, commonalities. That's what it is. That's the, That's all it is. So you can take, copy, and paste something from GPT. If you know what you're doing, change ten words out of a thousand, and it's not going to be detected. It can come from oh, a hundred percent AI. Change ten words out of a thousand, one percent AI. Same thing. It can, and we did these tests. Something I wrote, and then I changed a bunch of it to say, "All right, here's how ChatGPT goes." So it goes from one percent AI to ninety nine percent. So uh, these AI content detectors, uh, sorry, they don't work. Alive in there will be massive economic impact because of AI. So. Uh, 10. Sam Altman actually said this. Uh, So, Sam Altman is the CEO of OpenAI. So, that is the ChatGPT parent company. So, he said his two main concerns with this technology were disinformation and economic shock. I talk about this on the show probably every other week because I think it's important and still no one's talking about it. Those two things, I mean, we're going to see them play out here, I think, now, uh, especially over the next 15 months. And here's why. Hot take nine, it'll soon become impossible to tell AI-generated content from human-created. Writing, I think it's already nearly impossible if you know how to use these tools correctly. Uh, But imagery, video, I mean, images are probably almost there. If you haven't checked out mid-journey, what what version are we on now? 5.2, good luck. You know, I've I've taken probably 500,000 photos in my life. You know, DSLR, you know, high-end photography. Um, it's hard for me to tell. It's extremely hard. and I've you know, spent thousands of hours editing. It is hard to tell if 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 you have a good prompt and if you're using the technology correctly, it's almost impossible to tell. All right. here we go. hot take eight the u s. economy is reliant on tech and AI stocks, all right? One of the only reasons why I think we aren't in a full-blown recession here in the U.S. is because of the performance of these AI stocks, and what we talked about in the beginning of the show is chips. Okay, we're going to talk more about GPU chips um, as we go on. So, right here, GPUs are the new gold. All right, if you are looking at the market um, and companies like Nvidia, um, you know, you know these big tech companies that are making chips. They are controlling for, for a good part how our economy is functioning. Because the other big companies pushing our economy. So Alphabet, which is Google Parent Company, Meta, which is you know Facebook, Instagram Parent Company, your IBMs, all the companies that are pushing everything, they are reliant on these GPU chips. They are the new gold. Um, again, like we talked about, you know, when we talk about cutting. Access to other countries—that's a big topic of discussion right now—is saying like, "Hey, should the U.S. should we ban or limit exports of these chips to other countries? Because it is going to become like a natural resource, like like gold, like water, like medicine. It uh, these chips, at least right now, until other companies and other countries can keep up uh, or surpass what we're doing here in the U.S. Until that point." Um, It is the new gold right now. All right. Yes, uh, Leonard, not just chips, but the jobs AI is creating. Exactly. Um, But so many of these uh, companies are reliant on these chips. And without them, it is hard. It is hard for them to do this. Um, Sorry, I know there's a lot of comments coming in. I didn't get to them all. Uh, Please share data on content detectors. I'll have to dig it up. This is from a spreadsheet from, you know, probably like April uh, from a long time ago. Dr. Castro, some, edu- uh, some education institutes will be replaced with YouTube College. Yes, Khan Academy. Hundred percent agree. Um, yeah, I think if if uh, universities don't keep up, um, you know, online programs will be just as impactful, maybe more. Uh, all right, let's keep it going. We have a couple more. Our top top six hot takes with AI. Again, the fiftieth. Edition, the 50th episode of Your Everyday AI. So, top six here we go. Personal AI assistance will be the new norm. I'm pretty sure I shared about this on LinkedIn maybe like a year ago. Um, I see this happening probably sometime next year where it's normal for you to have a customized, bespoke. AI agent uh, that's you start your day with. So you know we'll see. Uh, I'm I'm pretty excited for uh, the Windows co-pilot where they're working AI into the actual operating system, not into you know logging onto a website or something like that, but having a smart AI that is inside your computer, inside your operating system, and it follows you uh, across all of your tasks. That's the first iteration of this. Um, all right, here we go. Top five. Top five hot takes. Here we go. Uh, number five the u s is unlikely to make any major laws regarding AI so that 's a lot of news right now. you know what the e u is doing uh china uh, all of all of these other uh, countries are coming up with with rules, laws, and regulations i don 't think the u s is going to one i don 't think our leaders fully understand um ai if if, if you follow u s politics at all. You you know, you should go back and watch some some questioning when, you know, uh, Facebook executives or something have to go to Congress. And the questions that they get asked um, will show to you know, it goes to tell you that uh, our elected leaders do not fully understand technology, especially not A.I. And right now it is pushing our economy. Hot take four: A.I. will take center stage in the 2024 U.S. presidential election. Uh, we've already we've already started to see that so far. Um, you know, there's already been multiple ads uh, come out where uh, major parties are using generative AI. So there's been stories of, of course, they're using it to write the commercials, but the actual imagery uh, they're using fake images as well. So it's going to take center stage. Hot take number three: the AI hype isn't overblown. It's actually grossly. Underestimated. <laughs> All right. So if 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 you think that this is the height of the AI boom or the AI hype, it's not. This is the beginning. All right. Number two, access to AI will become a global debate. Okay. Just like we talk about access to healthcare, uh, we talk about access to education. Access to AI will become a global debate. Um, I think we're already starting to see it. I think it's started to pick up, especially the last couple of weeks, um, as we've started to view, you know, GPUs and just the AI technology as more of an asset on a country-by-country basis. It's going to be interesting how this plays out, but I think it's going to become a global debate. And last but not least, the last hot take: if you're not learning AI right now, you're asking to be replaced. Again. There's of course certain certain uh, jobs where you know AI is maybe taking longer, but if you are working at a desk in front of a computer and if you're not learning the basics of AI right now, you are asking to be replaced. Okay, so this is as if you know 20 years ago you were saying I'm not going to use search engines. Right, it's the same thing, but probably exponentially more important. (laughs) Um, I'm going to repeat this one, one more time. If you're not learning AI right now, you're asking to be replaced. All right. That was a lot. This was a long live stream, a long podcast, but I wanted to take a look back at some of the lessons that I've learned personally over our last 50 episodes, you know, having some of the some very smart people on the show and learning from them, I thought I owed it to you people out there joining us live on LinkedIn, you know joining us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, reading on the website, reading the newsletter, to take a look back. You know, we started this, this everyday AI project uh, about three months ago. So taking a look back and saying, "This is the state of AI." this is what's important right now in the ai industry in the ai sector but if if you feel overwhelmed that's okay it can be overwhelming right how how quickly ai is changing the landscape uh especially here in the us and i understand that it even even as someone that's spending hours a day keeping up you know for our newsletter because we're you know you can spend 10 hours a day trying to keep up with AI and you're still going to get feel left behind. So number one, subscribe to our newsletter. <laughs> Go to youreverydayai.com. It's a free newsletter. Um, read that. It takes six, seven minutes a day to read it. We're keeping you up to date with everything that matters in AI. Uh, so you can stay ahead in your career. You can s- keep your company going forward. So number one, Take advantage of everyday AI. Number two, you have to be using it. Even if you're just starting to replace Google search with a a Bing chat or with chat GPT search, that's great. Everyone should be using some sort of generative AI. Even if it's simple, you know, starting to replace Google search, you need to be doing that. And last but not least, you need to be learning. You need to be learning. I think learning right now is as important, at least as it's been, I think in my lifetime, um, things, and not just in the AI space, but AI is impacting every single major sector here in the U S from the financial sector to healthcare, to business administration, everything things, the rule books are getting, are getting rewritten at a much faster pace than they ever have before, largely because of AI. So I hope this was helpful for you all. I know this is a a bit longer of an episode, but thank you for tuning in. Uh, So please go to youreverydayai.com. Subscribe to the free daily newsletter. We won't see you tomorrow. So happy uh, 4th of July to, to U.S. listeners, and we will see you back Wednesday and every day after that on Everyday AI. Thanks.